0: you listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, you can visit teacherluke.wordpress.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, good people of the world, of planet Earth. Boys, girls, man, women, uh, dogs, cats, goldfish, any creature, mammals, birds... Whatever you are, whoever you are, welcome to another episode of Luke's English Podcast. What's going to happen in this episode? That's what you're asking yourselves. What's going on? Well, let me tell you. Normally, I have uh, native speakers on this podcast. British people, Americans, Australians, stuff like that. And yet, most of the people who listen to this, you, are non-natives learning the language, right? Right. I rarely have learners of English giving their voice, which is a pity because everyone has a story to tell and interesting things to share. Obviously, everyone has a chance to um, kind of give their uh, voice by leaving messages on the website. But in terms of having people actually speaking on the podcast, I don't very often I don't often have non-native speakers on here, right? So today, in today's episode, I'm speaking to a friend of mine called Yassine. He's not a native speaker. In fact, until quite recently, he didn't really speak English very much at all. His his English, uh, by his own admission, his English um, was quite basic until about a year ago. His English, as he says himself, is not perfect. Sometimes he can't find the right words. He has some trouble choosing the correct verb forms or pronouncing words naturally, which, of course, are all the normal problems that everyone experiences when learning a language. Um, However, I believe that Yassine is quite special, and that's why I've brought him onto the podcast, despite not being a native or near-native speaker of English. But why, Luke, why? That's what you might be asking yourselves. Why are you featuring a learner of English in one of your interviews? Well, there are lots of reasons, okay? First of all, don't worry, everything's under control. I'm Luke and this is Luke's English Podcast. That I don't even need to tell you any more really, but I'm going to. There are lots of reasons why I've got Yassine on the podcast. Um, I think Yasin has a really good attitude towards learning and I want to explore that. I want to find out more about that so that everyone can sort of pick up some things, and we can just explore what it means to be a good learner of English, and what the right attitude towards picking up a language is. Um, Yasin is a professional stand up comedian in his native language, but he 's also now performing shows in English in fact, this year he 's doing a regular one hour show at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Uh, which is perhaps the biggest comedy festival in the world. And he regularly performs comedy with the great, the legendary, Eddie Izzard, who is considered by many to be one of the greatest stand-ups of his generation. Um, Eddie Izzard is an inspiration not only to stand-up comedians, but also to language learners all over the world, we'll be finding out more about that later. Yassine is very influenced by Eddie Izzard. Uh, we'll be talking about that in, in due course. Yassine often supports Eddie in his stand-up comedy shows when he does performances in France. Um, okay, so what I'd like to say now is, learning a language, learning a language is challenging for anyone. You know, when you speak, you feel shy, you feel embarrassed sometimes because you don't want to be judged. You think, oh, I don't even want to open my mouth because I'm going to look like a a fool. That's how I feel when I go to the boulangerie. I just, I've got one simple thing to do. I need to buy bread. But I go in and I'm like, oh god, can I just go home? No, that's the wrong attitude. You've got to be confident if you want to eat. Right? (laughs) That's basically how it works. So these are all the normal fears that people experience when they're, you know, learning a language. But can you imagine? Not only having those fears, but also going onto a stage um, uh, in front of lots of people who might be Scottish, they might be English people. They're probably a bit drunk. Yeah. Um, it's because n- because the show is on at nine thirty, <laughs> as we'll find out. Um, imagine going onto this stage in front of all these people and delivering a full one hour of stand up comedy in this language that you're trying to learn. It must be very challenging. Um, You'd need a lot of confidence and self-belief. You need to focus very carefully on exactly how you're communicating your message. You need to be able to deal with any possible breakdown of communication. You need to stop worrying about errors. And if you do make errors, just learn from them and don't let them make you lose confidence, okay? Now, I want to know how Yassine faces these challenges. But also for me, these are actually all the normal challenges that are faced by any learner of English, whether they're doing it for stand-up comedy, which is not very common, or whether they're just doing it for business, or whether they're just doing it to make friends. Everyone faces these challenges. I think that in Yassine's case, they're kind of multiplied by the fact that Yassine is also doing this on stage. ...while having to try and make people laugh, okay? It's very impressive, and I want to know more. So, this is what I want to investigate in this interview. We're going to talk to Yassine about how he's learning English. We're going to talk about doing comedy in French versus English. French audiences versus audiences in the UK. Are they different? Um, Humour. Is humour universal, or does it change depending on who you're talking to? How is good communication an essential part of comedy... How do you make a successful joke? I think it's about successfully communicating an idea. Um, it's just a, it's just the same as communicating in any other situation, really. Um, okay, so let's see. We'll, I think it's probably time to get started. Just as a footnote, Yasin has only been really seriously learning English for a, just over a year. He d- he'd studied English at school and then Over a year ago, he sort of started doing it more seriously again. He hasn't attended any courses or lessons, really. He's self-taught. He's doing it himself. My professional opinion is that I think he's doing really well, and his English is way better than my French, and his English is a lot better than it was a year ago, okay? Um, For those of you who are very focused on accuracy and grammar and things like that, then, uh, you know, uh, will Yassine might make the odd error during the episode, just like I might, in fact. Um, but uh, I might help him out. I might even correct him. With pleasure. With pleasure, oh, he yeah, says. Pleasure. You can pick up the mic, Yassine, if okay. you want. Um, yeah. That starts now. So uh, this isn't really a judgment of Yassine's English. No. What this is... And it's, it's also not um, uh, his comedy performance that happens in Edinburgh. What this is, this podcast episode is uh, an investigation into uh, Yasin's English learning experiences and the relationship between language, communication, comedy and learning English. Right. Wow! Fantastic. Is that the best introduction you've had? That's ever? <laughs> the best introduction I will have ever. Uh, well, I don't know about that. I'm sure you'll have better introductions in the future. So, okay, let's meet Yasin, shall we? Hello, Yasin. Hello, Luke. How are you? Fine. Good. It's lovely to have you here. How does it feel to be on Luke's English podcast? I am very impressed by what you do. <laughs> really,
1: <laughs> that's a fantastic. I never seen like that kind of. Uh, what do you call that? This is a setup with yeah. your little uh, recorder, the mic, and the headphones, and all that. That's fantastic. That's a real podcast. Yeah, uh, I am in a podcast. So you're
0: thank you, Luke. You're on.
1: You're actually on a podcast. I've been in radio. In yeah. in France a lot, but uh, I, my first time in a, in an English speaking podcast, and I have been in a French podcast called uh, Radio Navo, which mm. is from a guy called Navo. Okay, okay that's and uh, <laughs> that's And it, it looks again like a radio, but your setup is uh, your way of doing the podcast. And I am in the
0: kitchen, like in the yeah. Luke podcast kitchen. It's like it's like the the, the industrial uh, sort of workshop. Yes, of Luke's English podcast. It is, and I will try to say that correctly. Brilliant. Very good. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, great. Um it's brilliant. All right. Well, I So it, thank
1: you for having me. I learned that watching the show having person, you <laughs> know. Yeah, <laughs> people you, have having you, person. You can have a person. Uh, yeah, they have a person.
0: So thank you for having me on your podcast. You are very welcome. It's very nice to have you on the podcast. Um and uh, let's get started, shall we? Okay, so Yasin, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself like uh uh where you're from, yeah. what do you do, stuff like that. Where are you from? I grew up uh, in the Paris area,
1: okay? Yeah. And so I know very well Paris. That's my that's a town that I know very, very, very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up in France. I'm born in France. Uh, my parents come from Algeria, which yeah. is a country in North Africa. All right, cool. Uh, I'm 32. I'm a comedian, stand- I'm a stand up comedian. Professional stand-up comedian in yeah. France since
0: 2006. Okay. So I, I don't know. That's like what? the eight years. Eight years. So you've been a pro stand-up comedian in Paris for eight years. Yes. And yeah, yeah.
1: I will do the uh, Fringe Edinburgh Fringe yeah. Festival. Yeah. Uh this summer.
0: Alright. So um, I am super scared, but I'm very happy. <laughs> we'll talk about Edinburgh in a minute. We're gonna come yeah. to that. Uh, uh what what can I say? Well uh, I'll let, let me ask you questions. Yeah, yeah sure. It's normally way the way a conversation works, doesn't no it? No problem. problem. I'll be uh, happy. Um okay, so uh all right. You've been performing for eight years. You've got your own computer game. That, I mean, not only yes. are you a professional stand up comedian who's you know <laughs> successful in paris yeah, i'm also impressed by the Yassine has got his own arcade computer game yeah, Tell us a little bit about the computer game. Uh, the thing is,
1: I was in Pigalle, which is a, a neighbor in Paris. Okay, a and naib- neighborhood. A neighborhood. Sorry, a neighbor is a guy who who knocks your doors when you do too much noise. That's exactly. a neighbor. Exactly. Okay, a neighborhood is a place. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so I was. Uh, this neighborhood is is pretty cool, but sometimes uh, at night it's. W- a little bit weird, okay? Tell me about it. I live here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but, <laughs> you know... By the way... Yeah, you know And, yeah, and on, so, I, I wanted that my audience wait inside the theater and not outside the theater because yeah. in front of the theater, sometimes they have weird guys. It looks like The Walking Dead in front of there, you know? <laughs> a lot of weird person, like... <laughs> yeah. So, I, I, wa- I really wanted that the, my, my audience wait inside. But inside the theater, you have nothing to do right? while waiting for the show. So, I think... Uh what can I do uh for them? Yeah. Something funny, something new and a new adventure for me, uh like in a creative way. Yeah. I decide to ask around me who can build me a video game, like a real video game, yeah. like arcade way, like old school game in yeah. the uh, 90s, 90s it's okay to say that the nineties. The nineties uh graphic <laughs> way, you know, with all the pixels and all that. Yeah. And uh I found uh, friends um, who can give me a little help on that and show me the way to do it. Right. And I build this arcade Arcade. Uh, arcade. Sorry. Uh, no, no, no problem. Please, correct me. That's great. Okay. Uh, that ar- arcade uh, furniture. You can say that.
0: Uh, oh, no. We don't call it a furniture. Oh, because for me, it's a lot, I've seen with a lot of wood, and I see where wear out the screws it, and all that. It is it. basically a piece of furniture, yeah. but we just call it an arcade machine. Okay. It's I a built machine. I this arcade machine, with, and, I, and now I, I know how it works. Right.
1: And it, that's great, because all the... Um, um, you know the the pad you call that a pad uh the buttons the buttons the buttons and the, f- the stick's the joystick okay so all the joystick is um is just uh, a lot of little pieces that just little buttons and all little um wires and cables. wires and cables on side and it, it's fantastic to build it you yeah know? yeah to uh, plug all these little cables yeah to the joystick to the stick and to the button so i'm, I'm a i'm a bit of a geek yeah. so I, I love uh those things yeah i was very happy to do that and my video game if you're a friend on your podcast want to try it's yeah. on my facebook page all right so maybe you can uh, i'll do a link on my yeah, website and they can they can play the game this is a game
0: uh this is there is three levels Okay, there, there are there are three the levels. There are there are three levels. We can say there are three there are three levels. There is three levels. There are there are there are there are three there are three difficult I'm lost difficult. It's because it's because there are yeah um, contract to there are there are three. So yeah. it's not there are three, it's there are three. Can you there do is that? three. And that's nah, there. Eh. Don't worry about it. It's not my a good deal. my my my
1: tongue is not okay with that. Your tongue, my tongue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My tongue is not okay with some, that. Some some
0: tongues just dis- just <laughs> refuse. <laughs> just
1: decide. Just refuse they, to work they, on some sentence. They go
0: on strike, don't they? They're like, no, no, no. We won't be making a th sound. No, not until we get more money, more <laughs> more ice cream. Uh, if you yeah. give us more ice cream, we might do the th sound, but not <laughs> but today. Not today. Not now. <laughs> so um three levels yeah and the first one
1: is write a show you have to write good ideas and write good jokes okay uh and this is um you have to uh uh take some green bubble yeah and you have green bubble inside those green bubble you have good ideas right and inside uh other red bubble. Yeah. There seem like make you. I don't know if it's the same word in English, but in French we say procrastinate yeah they, that make you procrastinate okay or that they make you waste time yeah that make you waste i'm like watching tv watching series playing video game <laughs> things like that and during that while that those activities you are not working on your show and yeah. that's bad so uh that's the first level okay you have to take the good ideas and
0: write it down it's a bit like candy crush saga or something that's that yeah. level isn't it yeah you just have to collect the green bubbles yeah. and try and get rid of the red bubbles yes and, all right and the second one
1: uh, is the second step of a stand-up comedian show, you have to bring an audience uh, to your to your room, to your yeah. venue, yeah. okay? So uh, you have to find the audience, like a uh, lemmings, or uh, I don't know if you know that game on lemmings or lemmings, Pac-Man, yeah. you know?
0: Yeah, the lemmings totally, where you have to try and get all the lemmings safely to the a certain That's place. Exactly It's
1: the same. And in Pigalle, we have a lot of uh, you know uh, weird person,
0: uh, lot, lot of strange people. Yes. Uh, just give you an example. I mean, Pigalle is quite a famous part of uh, Paris. It's where the Moulin Rouge is. Yes. And it's also a bit of a dodgy area it's cool it's a great place but there's like it's a combination of bars like the moulin rouge and also uh i mean eddie izard talks about this uh, yeah. when he's in Pigalle. Yeah, yeah. he says it's basically like sex shops and and pharmacies which is a bit strange why is it the <laughs> <laughs> why why are those two things yeah. exactly i don't know but anyway lots of sex shops and lots of bars and you get these people in the street who try and bring you they're like hey man you want to come and see a show and you're like yeah i'd quite like to see a show but they they're actually trying to get you into a sex show and yes it's very seedy and and weird and and so and so those guys are, are in the video game so right. you you, are, you have to reach
1: audience and they follow you and when you you pass uh, that kind of gana. if he say hey man you want to see a show he, he steal your audience he st- because mm. sex uh, is stronger than comedy people prefer to go in sex shop than in comedy show that's yeah. my my rule in my game okay right. and uh, the second danger is the weird people like zombies yeah. It's like zombies in PGL. if they
0: touch your audience they they die they go ghosts okay so you've basically got a kind of pac-man scenario yes where there's like audience members wandering around a, yes. a level, and there are like guys trying to steal them for sex shows, <laughs> yes. and there's zombies trying to bite them, and yeah. you have to try and collect these audience members and yeah. safely bring them into your you have theater. To sneak, you have to sneak them past all the zombies yes. and get them into the theater. And finally, order- the yeah. third uh, level is about stand-up comedy uh, when you are on stage
1: because now you have an audience yeah. and you have write some jokes. You've uh, written. Sometimes. Written, yeah. My mind says, man, that's not the good time. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time, I say this in my mind, say, no, 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 no that's not bad. That. I saw it in your eyes, to you be have, honest. You, yeah. have, you have right in the past. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, some, some jokes, you have an audience, and then the third level is uh, you have to have a good rhythm. And that's my main problem. My main problem when I am on stage doing uh, a show in English, it's the rhythm. Mm. And uh, so... The the level is funny. You have a song and just a guy with a mic and you see an audience, like the shadow of an audience, okay? Yeah. You understand
0: it? I see. Yeah. And the audience is sort of in the foreground. Yes. So it's like you're sitting at the back of the room and you're looking over the the, the shadowed heads of the audience and you can see you on stage. Yeah, the way you explain that is brilliant. So that's
1: that. And you have to push the button in the good uh, tempo. Yes. In in the good term. like a guitar hero, you right, know? Right. It's like you have uh arrow arrow yeah like the left arrow and the button the blue button and the red button and you have to put uh left arrow, blue button, now okay and if you lose it you don't have the rhythm and so you, you
0: the, the joke is not working very well so right. the
1: audience are not
0: so enjoying tim- the show it's timing timing so this is re- not only is this a fun game it's also a really really clever <laughs> summary of what it means to do it, to be a stand-up comedian because yeah. you've got to write your material you've got to be very disciplined yeah don't procrastinate don't waste time you've got to yeah. focus on the writing stage then you've got to promote and try and get people into your show even though they'd rather go and see a sex show or something <laughs> at Pigalle. Uh, and uh, the, the other thing is uh, what else that uh, you've once you've actually written all your stuff and you've got your audience yeah. you have to go on stage and you've got to get the timing right yes you have got to get your That's jokes it. out really totally. really with the right rhythm and the right timing it's brilliant and the more you have the right timing the more you have like
1: the good um, you know a message work on a little board behind you and it it, it is like uh, very funny, good. Ah, oh, you do good, man. very yeah. funny. And if you're not in the right type it, it, it is like lame, not good. <laughs> uh-uh, not funny at all. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's a little bit like a challenging and and so my audience can wait inside the theater uh playing that game
0: yeah. and that's more fun than just waiting for nothing it's really cool and if you want to play this game ladies and gentlemen you can it's online just go to yassine's facebook page and you yeah. can you can play it there uh you'll find a link to that on my website well, you know the web page ladies and gentlemen teacherluke.wordpress.com for the moment i'm looking at changing that url to make it even better yeah it's going to be something like luketeacher.com wow <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we'll see we'll see about that um okay right so cool you um tell me a little bit about learning english yassine just tell me um you you told me earlier on that a year ago all right okay um learning english yeah. how, how have you learnt english in your life um, i learned english by trying to express
1: my own ideas in English right. and failing, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I fail and I try to understand why I fail, and then I try to correct uh, my myself. And I think that I need to to heal my own uh, language, you know, uh, to heal my own English, heal, you know, heal. Yeah, to heal to it. Soign- it. Like to repair Uh, it. Fix fix it. Repair it, fix it. I need to fix my own mistakes uh, by myself because I won't be always with a teacher Mm. in life. Mm -hmm. So I try to understand why I didn't uh, make the good sentence
0: and then um, fix it by myself. That's the way I... Now, you studied studied English at school when you were a kid, like everyone does. Yeah. Um, But then... um, I think that you didn't really use English at all. No, until about a, a year ago, yeah, or just over a year ago. Yeah, what happened then?
1: Uh, I, I've uh, I decided to do the Edinburgh Festival, the Edinburgh Festival. Right. So I tried to say it correctly, like Edinburgh. Well, that's the sort of Scottish way of <laughs> saying it. That's the Scottish way. Uh, Fine. How would I would you say, say it in
0: London, Edinburgh. Edinburgh, 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 Edinburgh. So the Edinburgh, Edinburgh, yeah, Edinburgh. But in Scotland, they might say Edinburgh. Yeah. I prefer Edinburgh because I try to say the the way
1: that people Say in in their country. That's like that's like Paris. If if people say Paris,
0: I say no no. no that's Paris. That's but really, you know. In England, if I go around saying yeah, well I live in Paris. nobody understands. Pe- well, people don't understand, and they'll understand that I'm being pretentious.
1: Yeah, it'll sound pretentious. It, it's it's like exactly the, the, the same thing in France. When you say correctly an English word, everybody will say you are pretentious because you say it correctly. It's like I have a friend who come from uh, Quebec, and you know uh, Twitter. You know, the, well, yeah, yeah. okay, no Bah oui. No, so, so, bah oui, quand <laughs> <laughs> so même. So, Twitter, he said, uh, he said, Twitter. I say uh, so he has an, a French sentence, like, Vous pouvez me retrouver sur Twitter. Right. Ou sur Facebook. And he said it with the English accent. Right. And so everybody said, oh, oh, pretentious. pretentious. <laughs> That's right. super pretentious. And what I didn't know is that Parisian people are known for being the most pretentious people in the world. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Now I know. Mm-hmm. Mm. yeah they're known for that a lot of people say oh you are a little bit pretentious in paris and uh, i i didn't know that before but now i know so when i go in madrid i i, uh, I talk with people and say oh parisians okay i understand right.
0: <laughs> people you know what because in madrid they, they they have an attitude about
1: Parisians. No, they, they, we just have a repetition in paris that i didn't know before going in london or in yeah. madrid or in quebec because because For you, Paris is just normal, it's just level zero. yeah. Because, I, I, zero. I, yeah, I lived here all my life, so yeah. I, for me, no, Paris is a bit uh, it's a tough city, people are not very uh, happy, that's a little yeah. bit uh, grumpy, yeah. And I and I talk about that in my French show, I don't yeah. know, it, it's for France also, Paris is like an unhappy place, a lot of people are like yeah. uh, very grumpy all the time, yeah. And uh, but I didn't know that that thing
0: was known, um, beyond. Or frontier, yeah. you know. I guess like uh, Paris is one of the most visited cities, yeah, so that's everyone right. comes here and they see it. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard, I heard that some Japanese tourist was doing like a, a breakdown, yeah,
1: by by uh, talking with uh, Parisian, uh, um, you know, uh, waiters. Yes, everybody is so rude yeah. Then the the Japanese was, oh my god! And, and then they have. Um, in their mind, they have, like, this paradisiac... I'm not sure if it's English, um, no.
0: Dis- you mean there's a disparis- there's a disparity between what they expect and yeah. what it really is? Yeah. So, yes, this is actually a phenomenon that's got a name. It's called Paris Syndrome. <laughs> and it's a name that's been given to a specific form of culture shock. That
1: existed, the, the pa- Paris Syndrome. It's Paris
0: Syndrome. It's, it's been written about... There's a f- fairly well-known article, I think, in an English newspaper that is that goes around the internet sometimes and it's basically a specific specific form of culture shock which is experienced by uh japanese tourists who come to paris and uh uh, it's very interesting because it shows us all sorts of things about cultural differences between the japanese and the french or the japanese and the parisians i think it's because the japanese have a vision um, of what they think paris will be like Um, And then when they arrive, it's not the same as that. Yes. And also, um, I think maybe some I I, I don't I can't explain why necessarily all Japanese people experience culture shock when they come. But it's basically, as you say, a disparity between what they expect and what it's really like. I yes. could go into it in, and I hope to talk about Paris syndrome in the future because I think it's fascinating. Um, but what, anyway, what were what we we'll saying? Um, I don't remember. No need to do I, I guess
1: I was saying that um, the way I learn English now. Yes. And I learn English a lot uh, by watching TVs and, and movies and uh, podcasts. I, watch yeah. I, I I listen a lot of podcasts. Yeah. So that's a way for me to be used to uh the sound of english uh um uh way of
0: talking yeah It's okay ab- yeah say absol- that? yeah the 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 sound of uh english speakers speaking yeah or just the, speaking, sound uh, yeah, the, can, the sound of english yeah the sound of english
1: because for me it was it was um intimidating mm-hmm. like you said before mm. when a guy or a girl uh comes on you and try to uh speak like when fast
0: a, when, a, when a guy or girl comes on you yeah i don't know really? how
1: to say that like <laughs> like so it, they just pop up sometimes tourists that just right. pop up from a
0: street you know yeah when, you they come, when they when uh when a guy or a girl comes up to you That's comes to up you. yeah now i understand when they come the up. mistake that i've done <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, it's
1: a funny mistake i don't know mm-hmm. the situation i don't know the situation oh, yeah but yeah, yeah,
0: you know yeah. with your friends and no, no 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 yeah all right um i understand so it's when a when a guy or a girl comes up to you, comes up and up is very important in the sentence. To. two comes up to yeah. someone.
1: Comes up to yeah, when a guy comes up to you and yeah. try to uh, speak with you in English, and he talks super fast and mm. you don't understand him now I can say man I don't understand you and that's a human thing and sorry man I don't understand you so please be more specific or less specific please (laughs) use uh, very um, simple words I am French I'm not super
0: good in English please be nice with me and I will help you if I can that's very interesting because actually it's not just the responsibility of the one who's learning the language. Let's say if you've got a native speaker talking to a non-native speaker, they're both equally responsible for making the communication exchange work. It's not just the responsibility of the learner of English. The native speaker has a a responsibility too. because are totally right. Yeah. So a lot of native speakers uh, don't realise how they can help learners of English understand them it's about grading the English, and also just keeping the English, keeping the message simple. Not too many fancy phrases. Yes, you know, I meet some uh, people who, when they're speaking to foreigners who don't speak English, mm-hmm. they their approach to trying to help the person understand is is really weird. So you get like you know when you go traveling with people and you meet you talk to the locals. In yeah. I don't know in Vietnam or something, um, and uh, you, you see someone trying to speak to the, uh, a local. It's like, excuse me, uh, wh- where's the market? Wh- what time does the market open? And the and the <laughs> guy's like, um, uh, uh, and he goes, all right, I'll let's see. And they for some reason they go more formal. Yeah, I like, understand uh, that. Uh, uh, can you inform me of the opening hours of the traders' uh, fair? And it's you know. more complicated yeah, so because
1: they try to be more polite or more um, specific. And and that's worse because we uh, a lot of people heard English from the entertainment. So mm. we have the entertainment vocabulary. Yeah. I have that. And right. that's a joke in my, my short talk about that because I, I learn English with all that. So if you say very uh, polite and very complicated uh, sentences <laughs> with, you know... Um, 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 may have could we that we don't understand that you so have to be like little words and very uh, push it not saying loud don't say it loud because a lot of people say just loud yeah. things and the thing that will help
0: can you understand me now
1: yeah yeah you have to that, that's, that doesn't scary. change
0: anything that that just intimidates me more yeah alright so what you're saying is that because you've learned English from movies and TV shows yeah. What people should do to help you understand is speak like you're in an, a Bruce Willis film. <laughs> yeah, sure. God damn it, Yassine! Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Where's the fucking market?
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't see the market. And, and that's great in movies, they, they repeat a lot of things. So they they repeat a lot like if a guy is looking for the market I say, I'm looking for the market. I don't found the market. I'm looking for it, man. What I'm looking for? The market. And you know what I don't found? The fucking market. And then you understand it because you repeat a lot market. Okay. It could work. What I do in my stand-up now, I try to repeat a lot my my, my subject because. Because I'm pretty sure that the audience will not get it the first time mm. because my accent because of my accent. Because maybe of the words sometimes I don't push the right syllable. Mm-hmm. It's okay, syllable. Yeah, good. Yeah. So I, I am I I know that. But what I'm trying to do is not to be to look afraid of what I'm saying. Mm. Because the worst thing to do is to look afraid. By looking afraid talking, you, you di- you're you discouraging the guy in front of you to listen to you. Okay? You understand me? <laughs> yeah, too, yeah. <laughs> because you look like, oh, I'm not sure. And and, and, and it's... Uh, we are uh, uh, empathetic, it's okay to say? Uh, empathetic. Empathetic. We are empathetic uh, beings. Okay? Right. We are empathetic beings. So, the, the other guy says, oh, maybe he's not right. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure. And then he don't want to listen to you. Even, I think... Most of the time, when I have like a, a, a rubbish um, sentence, you mm-hmm. know, who didn't work very well, if I say it correct with the correct confidence, yeah. the other people guess or correct me. Like feel the right, feel right, feel okay, feel, okay about feel okay correcting. about correct me and correcting and, and me. correcting me feel okay about correcting me. Yeah. and so the the trade is super fair for me because yeah. I can give my message, the other one helps me and he feels good about helping me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. So it's about being positive. It's about being positive. Yeah. It's about being open and it's about uh, remember that the language is just the way we learn how to express the idea who are in colour in your head.
0: Yes. You know? So it's, 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 it's not about the words, the language we're using, it's ultimately it's about achieving a communicative act. Yeah. And you just have to be positive and yeah. confident and try and help the other person to understand what you're saying. And so you, it's about taking responsibility. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, listeners, bing! Here is a, <laughs> a top tip that we've just learned. <laughs> to, to, to get it right, to be a good communicator, you've got to be positive. You've got to take responsibility for the communicative act. Yes. And you've got to be confident. And, uh, and that's a big that's a big thing, that, that and that being confident uh, is very hard because
1: uh, uh, you can't learn how to be confident. Yeah. You, you can just try to do other things yeah. and then realize, oh, today I was <laughs> I was full of confidence yeah. uh, while uh, talking with this guy. What I realized is that uh, when I'm not too hard on myself, yeah. when I'm not too uh, you know self-critical yeah self-critical that's the word thank you self-critical Um
0: i can't i can i can f- uh, forgive my mistakes right okay. yeah 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 exactly there's there, something occurred to me just then which is like the only thing we have to fear is fear itself you know yes. what i mean like ultimately what are we scared of like if, you, if you're um, worried about sort of opening your mouth and making a fool of yourself, no one else really cares that much. If, if they, <laughs> they, only, they only care if you feel the pain, you know. If you're upset and you're hurt by it, then that's going to make everyone else feel uncomfortable too because ultimately yeah. they don't want you to feel bad. So if you just enter into a communicative situation with some positivity and you don't get bothered by any mistakes that you made and it's just like oh never mind. It's just water off a duck's back. Do you yeah. know that expression? No. Water I, off I, a duck's back, it just I, I rolls. I understand, off. yeah, because the, the, the duck okay. Now, I understand that, I didn't yeah. know that. It's just water off a duck's back, then that's it. The the problem just rolls away and, and off we we can we can all continue in comfort. Yeah. Yeah. And no one will be flabbergasted. <laughs> I'm very happy about that word.
1: <laughs> I was trying the moment to say it all the, the interview. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah.
0: just been waiting for the chance. I love flabbergasted. Flabbergasted. I, flabbergasted. Which is like sort of shocked and surprised and yeah. lost for words. But in a smoking. Because I learned that. <laughs> <laughs> in, a, in a tuxedo. Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> because I learned that word for people who listen in your your... The podcast in Downtown Abbey. Downtown Abbey. Downtown Abbey. The TV show. The TV show Downtown Abbey. And everybody is in smoking, in very fancy
0: people. How Um, do you say that? Very aristocratic people. Very posh. Very posh. Aristocratic. And they're all, we don't call it a smoking. That's a false friend or or French English or something. How do you call it? We call it a tuxedo. A tuxedo? Yeah, with a bow tie. No, really? Black. Uh, jacket White shirt So where come from the, the, the smoking I don't know You're not the only ones <laughs> I think <laughs> In Japan I think in Japan They call it a smoking as well But uh, Yeah Why why are you calling it a smoking If what? I say in England uh, I want to rent a smoking They'll be like No 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 California mate Wrong country Okay But yeah.
1: it, it, They will understand me or not
0: No there's no, no they'll be like You want to rent a smoking uh, awesome. Are you learning English Yeah <laughs> Yeah no, because a smoking. A smoking is a, is a king who is
1: smoking, or what do you want? A smoke? A smoking. A small king. You want a little king
0: to do what? To a little. I don't know. We don't understand we,
1: you, French person. We,
0: we do sell royal family smoking. <laughs> smoking royal family themed smoking uh, pipes. Is that what you want? What do you want? And, uh, okay, no. I understand. Okay. okay, so a tuxedo. Bingo, tuxedo. Okay, so uh, flabbergasted is a is a word you learnt from *Downton Abbey*. Yes, and, and that's a point who
1: helps me. Uh, I think that's a point which which helps me to uh, learn English. Sometimes I learn good sentences that I want to try and want to say. Sometimes I learn words that I want to repeat. I like those words. Okay, right, and that's in the good thing, mm-hmm. good things bucket. I have the bad things bucket. The bad things bucket is when I try to do something, when I am in the middle of an idea in my head, and it's important for me to express it, and I can't do it. My... my, um, my listeners don't understand me, or I make a mistake about a verb or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's the bad ID bucket. Okay, that's the bad things bucket. You just reject it, basically. Yeah, right? it's okay. like put it on off. I I miss that. I feel rejected. I don't feel good about it. When I try another
0: word, that's a challenge. That's something funny. Uh, you know. Right. So when you when you like try and express something and you're successful, then it goes in the good bucket, the good things bucket. Yeah. And a, like a, a failed little bit of communication goes in the bad things bucket fine <laughs> yeah. organized
1: when I try to put in the good things bucket when I do um, a good sentence and I put in it like a word that I like or that I heard like yesterday yeah I'm very happy about that you yeah. know because I am increasing my level like a child you know sometimes mm. child they, they learn word and they say the word for three weeks you know because yeah. they are very happy
0: about the world the, the, these are all really really good things yeah seen really worth just stopping and, and repeating because there's uh we just picked up two things there one of one of those things is that you're you've got organized now here's a here's a linguistics term or a pedagogical term you've got metacognitive strategies Right. Right. That's the official word. Metacognitive strategies. That means that you're thinking outside the box. Okay. And you're thinking of different, you've got different strategies that you use to approach your acquisition of language. For example, when you successfully complete uh, a bit of communication, you've got an organized way of, of, of keeping that. Keeping that successful sentence or phrase or whatever, you put it in the good ideas, the good things box or uh, whatever it was called, bucket. (laughs) Um, um, So that's, you're organized. So you've got organized approach to remembering and storing uh, successful acts of communication. Um, The other thing was, oh, damn, what was the second thing? (laughs) Maybe it was the, the bad things. Um no that was something else. You have the bad the things. repeating things. Yeah, exactly, repeating things. When you get you like a kid when you learn a new word, you say it again and again yeah, and again. Yeah. That's important. You've got to use a word and uh, lots of times before you can add it to your yes. vocab. Yeah. And, so I, and that's what I hope
1: um I hope that will happen in Edinburgh because uh, I will do a show every night. Mm. So Every night I will repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat the same things. So I hope uh, I will correct my, my mistakes yeah. by repeating. And also um, I, I can try new things and new funny words and new funny
0: sentences, you know. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I, I tried that will help me to, to build a show, an entire show. Yeah. Now, I guess building an entire show... Um is a big challenge it's also like building your English in a way yeah
1: that's the same thing, but it's also it the more of that story it, it mm, I think it's building my confidence yeah yeah and and understand how i work right and and that's great because when um I understand a lot of things about me by doing little chit chat with English people because that's um that's very hard when, when you don't speak a good very good English, yeah. and you can go and and, and try uh, i don't know you, you can try new things like that. you just have to
0: be sure of what you say you know mm-hmm. and tr- i don't know I don't know how to say that okay. I'm sorry but um, it, it's like you just have to have like a, an idea you, could, you have to have like a purpose for for yeah. talking to people. And you just got to let that purpose come, come through. Um, what I was going to say is that uh, this th- th- your approach appears to be working because, um, uh, what, a year and a half ago? Yeah. What, w- what was your English like? I have no English. I didn't
1: speak English. The first time I've been in London, I was terrified to talk about anything with anybody. with right. I, no, Just French. I was with my friend, and uh, he was always speaking in English for me. Now I'm not scared at all you know what because i'm just saying i'm not i'm talking with humans they're humans (laughs) and they're not just english speakers english speakers was um was terrifying me because when somebody comes up to you, and try to speak very fast for something they need. You yes. don't understand it. If it's a waiter and he needs to know what you want to eat, yeah, because he's this is his job, okay, and he has a lot of table and have a lot of people around him, and <laughs> he wants to I don't know what he wants to finish early or I don't know. Yeah, and you you can't understand all that. You're just paralyzed because you know. Oh, maybe that's my fault. I don't speak English. Ah, uh, now I don't. Speak think like that now I'm just thinking just I will try my best if you don't understand me I will explain sorry my English is not the best English that you will find in England Mm. if you want a very good English go see Jonathan Ross okay I am Yasin Belhus and and I am proud of what I'm trying to do so please uh, try with me and we'll have a fantastic uh,
0: dish order or not (laughs) (laughs) the 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 (laughs) The ordering of the food will will be really <laughs> good if we just work together on this. Yes,
1: yeah. yes, you say that
0: very well. Okay, so um, let's see. Let me. Do, can you tell me about doing comedy in French versus doing comedy in English? Obviously, sure. obviously in English it's more difficult. But uh, uh, is th- do you feel that um, it's easier to be funny in French or in English? Oh, it's. Um
1: it's, it's, uh, it's pretty much the same thing, yeah. but uh, my English is a little bit less good than my French. Uh-huh. And so <laughs> uh, I, th- I think more to be understandable in English mm. than in French. In French, I just... the idea pops and I try to explain them. But I learned things about my French uh, act yeah. while doing that in England. You know, I don't know if it's okay to, to say that. I learn about my fr- my French uh, jokes and all that by doing jokes in English. Right. Because uh, in, Eng- in English, I have to write every little word and try to recite yes. uh, this because yes. I'm not sure of myself. Uh, I'm not confident. Yeah. But in France, uh, I was more like, I will say my idea on stage because uh, now I try to
0: make, Myself more organized. Yeah. So in French, you're a bit more blasé. Yes. Now that's a word we use in English. Yeah. But blasé, we use, we say that in France too. It's but a it's French more word. like
1: a, a, I, I just, uh, it's not blasé. I'm afraid too in France doing it. Okay. Doing, so y- it's not that I, I, I jump in the river in France. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> But in in England, I'm more uh, scared, so I, I have to be prepared, more right. prepared.
0: So, basically, doing a show in English forces you to be much more rigorous... with the with the choice of words and the preparation that you use so it actually being rigorous is really important for a stand-up comedian because it's that's how you build your material you go through it very carefully and you cut out the unnecessary words you find you add in words that are going to be a little bit funnier because words on their own have got sort of magic yeah powers you know that's right like you can tell a joke and often it's the choice of a particular word that's going to get laugh yes like what is it um i mean okay I'll i can say french funny words you can say f- uh, uh, english funny words if you want yeah 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 and in, in
1: france we have funny word like um punto okay punto which is a a, a car name yeah punto. we fiat, have uh fiat, punto. we have kangaroo uh-huh. That's the same for him a kangaroo kangaroo yeah, kangaroo. Uh-huh.
0: Uh, kangaroo is' right. a, it's definitely a funny word panda that's nice uh, panda in english uh, yeah panda what we have um
1: we have a a, a name of um of um candy that like my friend Dido say all the time in his show is uh croco aribo <laughs> which is <laughs> the name of a candy? Which is a funny word. Right. We have a lot of funny words that help us to, you know, to make some spice on the on yeah. the joke.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah,
1: that helps because um, that's that's for the same for you know the writers. The, um, when they write a novel, the the words are very important. Yes. And in in France, I just take care about this and the idea, and then I try
0: and I and I just speak. And it's okay. It, things are are uh, natural. You're I mean, able to improvise. Yes, you 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 can just process in French much more easily. So you don't have to carefully write. But my everything. my big problem is that I can't do stand up comedy just by
1: reciting the text. So mm-hmm. even in English. I have to improvise. That's the way I
0: I do. And so I have problems sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I think it's really interesting, this improvisation thing, because um, I find it too. If I just learn my material too much... And I go up and I just repeat the lines. It's just not engaging. There's something missing. There's The improvisation or doing something for the first time in that room with those people creates a kind of magic that everyone can sense. They don't notice it, but it's just either it's there or it's not there. That's why, for example, on the... I agree. That's why I try on the podcast to to speak without writing scripts first as much as I can. Because there's something a lot more attention-grabbing... In it being natural. Yeah. You know, because there's drama in that. Because it's like, what how's he gonna finish the sentence? You know, know, one man, one sentence. Um, So it's difficult. Yeah, exactly. The suspense. How's he going to finish? What word is he going to use at the end? Sometimes the sentences don't work. (laughs) Um, So there's some drama in that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, So you have to be a lot more rigorous when you're writing in English. Yes. All right. Okay. Um, And also, I remember
1: now in English... uh, I I found where are my ideas. That means that what I w- I was I was saying uh that's like earlier uh that ideas are like in color in your head that that re- that looks a little bit hippy but mm. now I understand that French is a language right but before just speaking French well, this French? Is Frenchism, the language the, that's the language. It's just like the, the air that the, you're breathing. Yeah, the, that's the language, and I understand that's a language, and you can you can bend it, you can play with it, we can change it. Yes, and I understand that by doing shows in English, and I and I, and I see my idea now, and I said, okay, the idea is that how can I explain it correctly, even in French? Mm-hmm. I don't just do it. I try to explain, how can I explain that?
0: Yeah. I think that's really important, not just, as I've mentioned before, not just in comedy, but in any communicative act. It's about managing the message, isn't it? And, uh, like, if you're writing an email to someone, you've got to be, you've got to think, right, I think, for example, you have to keep it simple, be very selective about the information you're giving. Know, for example, if you put some information first, that's going to affect the way that the message is taken so you have to yes. order the information in the right way putting the most important th- thing first or or finishing with the most important thing you know all the the structure uh, the the structural approach to a to a, uh, a message using the right words the 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 only the most necessary things yes there's a rule isn't there in writing jokes yeah also m- make it the shortest possible yes exactly and but for email
1: I was doing exactly what you said I mean like uh very short sentence, very uh, practical things mm. uh, not being too um specific because sometimes you lose yourself in that yeah i was and but i I realized that makes me uh some sometimes too uh, i don't know uh rough you know too too uh um, authoritaire means like uh, do that mean that, that that yeah so I have two two times now the information. And the second time, I put some politeness and yassiness in it. <laughs> <laughs> means that being nice, you know. Uh, how are you? La, la, la. Mm. Uh, it will be a pleasure if you can do uh, many things. And yes. And the funny thing is with regards. Yeah. Re- regards in French means look. <laughs> so, for <laughs> me, it's so funny. The first time I read that, and I'm, I try to joke about that, means that the regards like uh, blah, 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 blah. <gasps> <laughs> it's just a look you know
0: <laughs> right so right, right. okay now that's good because so your approach to writing an email is that you decide the most basic message that you're trying to do what's the what are the things you're trying to achieve and then you add some some window dressing yes, to it because it's important because communication
1: is like a little bit like that mm. if, if you receive an email i don't want that the other person feel that hey this guy is like uh, uh, give me an order that's yeah. an
0: order. You know, D- it shouldn't be too direct. Yeah, because yeah, y- you have to be direct enough that they get the message that yeah. you want them to do this thing. Yes, but you also have to be nice and flowery, L- like and in your uh, mother tongue. In French, I am nice all the time, but the, in
1: in English, I have to I have to work more to be the
0: nice like in France you mentioned certain phrases yeah. which you use to be nice I think in writing an email what you'll find is that there are just certain key phrases that you can use to make your emails nicer yes like, uh, I would appreciate it if you could yes uh, I very you know uh, thanks very much for your help kind regards you know I learned many thanks. I didn't know many thanks. many thanks and the first line should be how are you I hope you're well yeah, little personal thing, and if, if you're resp- if you're replying to the other person's email, you should make a reference to something they've said in their email. Yeah. So the last nice thing animate. they say, Just oh, I'm you know I'm uh, I'm going to have uh, some Indian food tonight. Yeah. That's going to be nice. Anyway, right. see you it, tomorrow. It's weird to finish an email by please don't die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty it's weird. weird yeah. It's
1: weird. So don't do that. Yeah, don't do. That. Um. Well, and another thing, you, you can't say. I hope you're fine. That's not okay to say I that. I hope you're fine. It's weird. Uh, I hope you're well is better. I hope you're well. No, no, no. no because I, oh, I all the time I, I wrote like 5,000 emails with, I hope you're fine. I hope you're fine, sir. <laughs> I hope you're, why do you think I hope you're fine is No, no, not but okay. no. It's, it's maybe one of the things is to be aware that sometimes you do mistake for a long time and nobody corrects your mistakes uh, before today you yeah. understand yeah, I it, yeah sometimes for a long time yeah. you do the same in the same and people say oh that's cute that's a mistake foreigner <laughs> mistake and one day you realize that's a mistake mm. and you think that's a very fine english and you're a little <laughs> bit uh, you know pretentious about your <laughs> sentence and sometimes um, i hope you're fine doesn't work i will say from
0: today i, I hope, hope you're, you're well, well. Thank, thank you luke Oh, okay. So you just realised now? Yeah. That see, for me, I hope you're fine. Is okay, seen It's fine. Yeah, but but a- I I
1: prefer, I prefer use something that who who is average. You know, say can say average. A-
0: well, not average, but normal. Normal. Yeah. yeah normal. Usual. Usual. Common. Uh, a, a usual sentence. A normal sentence. Okay. Okay. All right then. Um, so um, let's see. French audiences and, and audiences in the UK are they different? Yeah, uh, they are different uh, because I, but
1: even in France, uh, Parisian audience and Marseille audience is different. I just, uh, I just done some gigs in London and the big difference is the um they know stand-up comedy more than in france so they're used to a guy with uh, with, with mike yeah. telling jokes yeah. about him um himself. they know that they know that very well so there is no problem they, they just listen uh, more than in france sometimes when you do a stand-up comedy you have to explain that this is that this is normal this is, man i am yeah. doing a show talking about me there is no lights and i don't have a costume
0: yeah. uh, b- because stand-up is new in france yeah yeah so you have to break down some bar, some cultural barrier every yeah. time you do a gig J- in just explain stand-up sometimes not every time
1: because mm. now it's it's new but it's known since uh 2006 for, with the Jamel comedy club right so it's known that so that you have to explain a little bit sometimes. But in England, um, the, the, the only thing I have to, uh, to do is uh, present myself. And it's okay. Yeah. Just say, hello, I'm French. My English is not incredible. I do some jokes about that. And after that, it's okay.
0: They, they, they used to respond yeah. correctly. Because most people in England are pretty comedy literate. Because we we've all grown up watching stand up comedy yes, on TV. That, that's it's, it's, it's a really big part yeah. of our culture. So everyone gets it immediately.
1: Yes, and yeah. and that's that's a big difference. And also, you are there I, after that. It's just cultural difference. And what I do is, is I cut every French reference uh, in mm. my stand up uh, English speaking show. So you don't talk about pig Al, I don't for talk. Example. I will talk about pig out, but. Pigalle is pretty famous because it's in Paris. It's like London. I can talk about London in Madrid. Yeah, uh, I have done that. In fact, I think I talk about London because I have seen a fox in London. Yes. and for me, it's like wow, a fox. <laughs> because in <laughs> Paris, we just have pigeon. Yeah, you say pigeon, pigeons, pigeons.
0: Well, yeah, in London, we don't have foxes here. Yeah, London's full of foxes and uh, squirrel. Squirrels, squirrels. Fo- London's animals are basically the pigeons, the foxes. The squirrels, the rats, wow, the mice.
1: We have Uh, rats in Paris. Very big rats. Yeah, Not in the same that in Ratatouille. They are very (laughs) nice in Ratatouille. Now we have crackhead rats, like (laughs) rats. And and I was very, I was flabbergasted to to see a a fox because I was scared of him. Yeah, because first fox of my life. I didn't know if this. In he was, um, you know, it was a little bit rot. No, know no <laughs>
0: I mean he was a bit uh he wasn't in very good condition. No, he was no. A bit mangy. Yes mangy. And, yeah. And so he was a little bit um scary. Could have been a crack
1: fox. Crack. Maybe a crack fox. Very in bad shape and weird look, so I was a little bit scared. Yeah. Like a, a, a street dog, you know? Yeah. Like very You th- th- thought, th- what's
0: this fox gonna do? Is it gonna go for my face? Yes. <laughs> maybe
1: <laughs> because a uh, first fox of my life i didn't know what to do maybe yeah. it's a nice animal but he was um, uh, he was not sure of uh, himself it was a very low self-esteem fox so <laughs> he'll run away
0: he'll run away like, like m- most of the foxes are pretty low self-esteem when it comes to meeting humans yeah. generally the, the typical way which you meet a fox in london is you'll be walking home late after you've been to the pub and you're walking along the street and a fox crosses the street in front of you and it looks at you and you look at the fox and you're like, all right. And the fox goes, all right, see you later. And and off it goes and that's it. Fox encounter. Sometimes sometimes you see them, uh, sometimes you have more close, you know, contact with a fox. Like if you see one in the back garden
1: Okay, and you, that's you, where I've seen you it.
0: Put some food out and the fox comes over gingerly. In fact, uh,
1: we were on the street with my friend and we have like a, a back street. It's okay to say that.
0: Um, Something
1: in, you know, an, Père an Père alleyway. Père. In alleyway. Between houses. Sure, between houses, in alleyway. Yeah. We've seen the fox in this alleyway. And so at the painting world, we wow, what is that? And Because in France, you have to understand that when you are a child, the first poetry that you learn in France is the crow and the fox oh yeah and that's the most famous poetry in france that's right. that's um, a story about uh, a fox talking to a crow yeah which is uh <laughs> and that's a cliche but uh, the crow is carrying uh a cheese the, the, in, the, the, he's carrying carrying a cheese. carrying oh sorry he's carrying yeah. a cheese okay in oh. his uh How Beak in in his beak yeah. okay so he has the cheese and the fox is starving okay so right. he see the crow he
0: sees the crow
1: he sees the crow on the tree yeah. on a tree and he try to make him talk right. and then open his beak uh-huh. and then the the cheese falls down right to make him talk, he say, Oh crow, you are so wonderful, you are beautiful, you are nice. I think that you are the better crow in this forest. <laughs> say, no no seriously, you are fantastic, you are you are the best animal that I, I never met
0: in my life, and of course, I come on. and then what he open his back, and the, the cheese comes down, right? That's that's a story about being positive and being nice to people in order to get what you want because <laughs> it is that's the moral of that story. In English, we've got a similar one, and it's it's uh, I can't tell you this, it's about the wind and the sun, okay? And uh, what happens is the wind and the sun are in the sky, yeah, right, and they look down. And they see a man walking along the street. And the wind and the sun decide to have a competition to try and make this man take off his jacket, right? (laughs) They want him to lose his jacket. Not because they want to eat the jacket, just because it's just a competition, it's just a game. The the wind... (laughs) That's a joke for me. The wind is arrogant, right? The wind is like, I'm going to blow his jacket off. Watch this. And so the wind goes... (laughs) And sends down like a powerful windstorm, and the the man's jacket starts to come off. But he pulls it around him, and he pulls the jacket close, and yeah, it, yeah. it doesn't come off. Ah. And the sun is like, all right, good try. Let's have a go. <laughs> and the sun, what he does is he he just sends down beautiful sunlight onto yeah. the man. Uh, all of his beautiful rays of, of sunlight down and the man f- you know feels warm it's pleasant and he just takes his jacket off himself uh, because he wants to enjoy the sunshine right so the moral of the story is yeah. don't be if you want to if you want someone to do something you've got to be very nice to them you've got to be positive and that way they will then be glad to do the thing that you want them to do rather than being a nasty you know person Wind. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be a nasty wind. Don't That's be a nasty the moral. Wind. Yes. Wind sun is better than wind <laughs> <No>. in some <laughs> format. Okay. But um, I'm very I'm very happy to to uh,
1: tell you that that story about the fox because that for me is like a, a, a great uh, memories mm. of London and and um, by learning some little words during that day it, it makes it a good day. And yeah. you learn some little words. You have seen a fox that you've never seen that kind of animal ever in Paris. And that makes it uh, an, a good adventure. That's just not painful.
0: Right. Yeah. Good. Great. Okay. So, Yasin, tell us about your Edinburgh show, just in case people want to come and see you. Yeah. Um, if they're in Edinburgh and they want to come and see your show, which I strongly suggest that they do, how do we find it? Where is it? Give us the details, okay? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it,
1: it is uh, in Fringe Festival. Yeah. the The, the place is called uh, a Courtyard. Pleasant Courtyard. Okay. And I'm in a little room called that, and my show is called Made in France because oh. I I made it in France. So I, I you know, <laughs> you're, made, you're I made am France. made in France. Yeah. And and the decision to do it, it was uh, um in in paris one year ago yeah one year ago uh eddie isard comes here to prepare his olympia uh in in paris Eddie came here came sure all right he came in paris uh, to prepare his show yeah and uh we had a little tour, so i i was um opening for him yeah then at one point we talk about doing shows in english yeah and he said i'm doing that in france uh, because when we talk with uh, Eddie, I speak English and he speaks French, <laughs> so he can correct my English right. and I correct his French sometimes. Because we always do uh, make little um, vocabulary mistakes, and all that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then he told me why, why, why you don't. <laughs> Excuse me. He uh, told me why, why are, um, you you don't do that. Why don't you do that? Why don't you do that? In English, I say my English is maybe, it's maybe not very, very good. He said, "No, your, your English is correct. I can understand you. You know, yeah. if I don't have to do a lot of um, work yeah. to make you work in my head, so I can understand your ideas. So yeah. uh, you, you can do it in English." Okay, okay I, I have already done some little gigs with you know Sebastian Marx yeah. in in Paris. So we all know Sebastian; he's been on the podcast. Yeah, so little gigs like. Uh, five ten minutes so I'm not afraid to do it in English but a whole show is a big challenge I say you have to do Edinburgh it's a good uh, it's a good place it's a place where you can work and all that and a lot of English comedian English speaking comedian do Edinburgh for the whole month so mm. I say okay and I decide to do it one year ago so uh it is out helps me yeah to to um to do it uh, in Edinburgh, i am with uh, mick perrin this is a, a producer yeah and they they helped me to to set up the thing because i don't know the
0: place i'm i'm, I'm french so I'm, yeah uh, it's hard for me yeah yeah it, it, it must be very difficult um so it's on Edinburgh. The Edinburgh Festival, as you might know, ladies and gentlemen, is um, as I mentioned earlier one of the biggest comedy festivals in the world. There's Edinburgh. There's Sydney. There's is it Sydney or Melbourne? I think, um, it's, uh, I think, it's, Mel- think it's
1: Melbourne. Melbourne.
0: Melbourne, Melbourne Comedy yeah. Festival. Yeah. Uh, then there's also Montreal, Montreal, uh, yeah. as well, and and Edinburgh, and and yes. there must be others as well. I think there's one in um, in Austin, Texas. Um, but anyway, Edinburgh is internationally. N- Renowned for its comedy festival It takes place in August Pretty much the entire month of August Yes Um, And if you go to Edinburgh in August Well, the city will be buzzing It'll be full of people Full of comedians All kinds of different forms of entertainment Uh, There's comics in the streets Publicising their shows Handing out flyers The place is just full of life, basically Um, It's a little bit difficult to find accommodation in August Because of the festival But if you happen to be there then wow lucky you you're gonna have a good time lots of the shows are free as well there's tons of free shows uh, some shows you have to pay for like all the professional comedians are doing all their shows there it's just it's amazing there's a cornucopia of uh, stand-up comedy to enjoy um in edinburgh right so you're on at 9 30 in the evening every night yes every night uh, all month really yeah so consecutively no breaks no break one day break uh, I have a one day I, w- I
1: have a night for me just one for me. night off yeah one night off and wow. and I may be in a in a big festival in Switzerland during that night I may be there so like in the arena O's with uh, uh 10,000 people really <laughs> yeah but in front in French it's okay uh I, right. I can't do 10,000 people uh, Then just not just me well, a lot of uh, comedians with me yeah. there was a, a big night um, in French it's okay in English it it is not uh but it... <laughs> All month, every night, I hope um, I hope that I will meet a lot of comedians because I love to talk about comedy and I love to talk with comedians. They're always interesting people. Mm. And um, I hope meet a lot of people from all over the world and try to um, share what we are uh, going through mm. by learning English. Yes. You know, because sometimes you just meet somebody and it gives you
0: confidence because he understands you. Yeah. Totally. Um, What was I going to say? You're not the only non-native speaking comedian who will be in Edinburgh. There are others. And ladies and gentlemen uh, from around the world, listen out because you might know some of these people that Yassine is about to mention. Who are the other Uh, people? uh, This uh, Italian comedian called uh, Francesco Di
1: Caldo from Italy. Uh, We have uh, from Russia. And mm. I know, from Russia we have Igor Mirson with us uh, yeah. in Edinburgh, and also from um, from Germany. Yeah, because I always say uh, uh, Dutchland uh, because I have learned a little bit of German. Right. But from Germany we have Michael Mittermeier. So yes. Michael Mittermeier from Germany, Igor mirson from Russia, and Francesco
0: Di Carlo from Italy, and Yassin Belouz from France. Awesome. That's the international dream team. Yes. Um... Um, you might you might meet a comedian called Paco Earhart. Um, he's a German guy. He does uh, comedy in English as well. If you bump into him, then say hello because With he's pleasure. Been, he's been on the podcast. He was no on the podcast a few years ago. Okay, cool. um, So you you ready for the challenge of of like doing a show every night for a month? Because that's tough. I've,
1: uh, I I have no idea. I will try everything. I, I I'm just doing it to doing it.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just very happy to do it. Yeah. Uh, that's totally brilliant. Um, so, w- where are you? Where's the show? Do you know at this stage? Because um, I wonder if you know where. Which venue is it? The venue is that. Da- that. In Pleasance Courtyard. The venue is Pleasance Courtyard.
1: Pleasance Courtyard. And my room is called that.
0: That. 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 <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> that. That. Yeah, you got it. Okay. That. Okay. okay. That's the name of the room. That. that yes. That is the name of the room. have two rooms in a container. This is a container. We
1: are in a container. Did you know... Container. What a cont- container. We are in a container. Yes. For like sh- a
0: shipping container.
1: Yeah, a shipping container. You're
0: doing a gig in a shipping container? Yes. And we have two rooms. This. Yeah. And that. Awesome. So and that's a very funny
1: place. That is the name of the room. Absolutely. That is the name of the room. We can do a little sketch about
0: yeah. that. <laughs> this is the name of the room. Yes. This is the name of this room. But that is the name of that room. That's the so name that, of the room. So that's not the name of this room? No. This is this is the name of this room, and that's the name. But does it depend? Does it does it depend where you're standing? <laughs> this so this is the name of that room, and that is the name of this room. That is the name of this room. Welcome in that. That is the name of this room of the room. I
1: will. That is. Let leave me alone.
0: This room is is that, and that room is 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 this. this. Is this? It could get confusing. Yeah. Who's performing in this room? I have no idea. <laughs> because <laughs> I
1: didn't check every comedian but I will soon but I, I prefer to um, I prefer to wait for oh because um, all the show are getting on the website little by little. yeah I prefer waiting and then see everything at the end.
0: yeah So and another person you you might meet there's uh, Alex Love. Alex Love, you know him already. I met him already. Yeah, he's been on the podcast before. Fantastic. So you're a nice guy. Yeah, he's a he's a lovely guy. Um, All right then, brilliant, Yassine. It's been it's been absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Um, Do you have anything else to say to the listeners around all the people of the world? Have fun. (laughs) Okay, awesome. Um, I'd like to just present you with this certificate. Oh, I have a certificate. Okay. Yeah, Fantastic. everyone gets a Thank certificate. You. Wow. For, for
1: I have the Luke podcast certificate. You're doing pretty well, my friend. And now have a good night.
0: Okay? All right. <laughs> certificate. Really. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's it's uh, the certificate proves that you've uh, attended the, the episode. Thank you very much. Um it's not it, it's it, I'm very proud of this. it. There's no it's not been c- certified by any This is my first um English speaking interview. You really? Yeah. Well, I think that I think listeners, you'll agree that he passed the the interview. <laughs> You're hired. You are nice. You are a nice guy. Uh, well, you know, I do my, you know, I do what I can. <laughs> um, right then, Yassine, best of luck in Edinburgh. You're going to smash it. Thank you. I yeah. hope. Um, the show is called Made in France. It's at uh, that room in the Pleasance Courtyard between 30th of July and the 25th of August. It happens at 9.30 in the evening, every evening. Suitability for the show is 12 years old and above, so it's pretty family-friendly stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, there you go. All right, so if you're in Edinburgh, check it out. If you're not in Edinburgh, I just hope you enjoyed this podcast and uh, you can just use your imagination to just imagine <laughs> what Edinburgh is like. And you know, if you're not going to Edinburgh, don't worry because it'll probably rain. Uh, <laughs> that's so true. So <laughs> that's if you're thinking, "Oh, I wish I was in Edinburgh," don't because it will be <laughs> wet. Uh, A lot of people say that that's
1: wet there, and it rains or it um, it burns because it's very very hot or very wetty, very very wet. Two possibility. Very wetty, hot. You can't say
0: wetty. Wetty, no. Oh, it's funny. So R- rainy, rainy or, or wet. Ah, wetty, it's funny. Wetty sounds. I will good. never say wetty. Okay. All right. Well, there we go. I think th- this is a good point to to finish. The, uh, now that we've learned something, just finally at the end, uh, brilliant. Okay, that's it for the episode. <laughs> I can, Yasin, I can never ever finish an episode. I don't know how to start. I don't know how to finish. <laughs> I just can't stop talking. So uh, for I that feel I feel I feel uh, bad because uh, I, I said the thing about the weighted
1: things and I make it. You were about to finish this so episode and then I come up to you and I say (laughs) and I say wetty that's my mistake I will say wet now I learned something you can say messy
0: but you can't say wetty and on that note it's goodbye bye 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 thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast for more information you can visit teacherluke.wordpress.com